This is Marianne Window. And this is Mary Lou Lord. Welcome to episode seven. Of how the hell did that happen? How the hell did that happen? I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> episode seven. We're, we're a little bit late this week because I've been in Tasmania doing some mm. recording with my friend, Monique Brumby. And how have you been going? I haven't talked to you for ages. I know I'm good. I'm just I, every every time we talk, I'm like I'm getting over this sickness or I'm getting over that sickness. If it's not my teeth, to my rotator cuff, to to uh, a cold, um, yeah. So things are pretty good. Kind of boring. Um, we're in the winter doldrums here. Um, opposite land to you. Um, I wanted to ask you oh, how no. long, um, how, how far is Tasmania from Melbourne? Well, you, you can either go by plane or by boat. And if you go by plane, it's about an hour flight, which is really cool because you just get up in the air and then they give you a snack and then you go down. So <laughs> it, it's really quick. And if you go by boat, because there's a body of water separating the mainland Australia from Tasmania. Tasmania is the little island at the bottom mm-hmm. where all the Tasmanian devils live. Um, if you go by boat, it's about eight hours. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> right. It's not, I quite like the boat. I don't mind it. But then you've got to drive about another three hours to get down to Hobart, which is where all the action is. Right. So it's obviously south of you, and is it the farther south that you go, the colder it is, right? Exactly. That's the okay. way it is. But it's really hot in Tasmania at the moment. They've had a lot of bushfires. Oh, yeah. Which is the same as your wildfires, I guess. So we were supposed to play a festival called the Huon Blues and Roots Festival, which is down in the Huon Valley, but that's been ravaged by fires and mm. all the... Roads are closed and there's smoke and ash everywhere. So we played a little gig that they put on instead with um, this guy, Jeff Martin, who's Canadian. He's from a band called The Tea Party, who I believe is quite big over in Canada. He told us he has a number three record. Mm. So there you go. But he's moved to Australia. He's got a house in Byron Bay, which is up north, northern New South Wales, and it's really beautiful up there. So he must be doing all right. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. But while I was down there, we set up um, Monique, who I play with and have been playing with for like 22 years. They've set up a recording studio in the house. So we set up drums in there and um, recorded two new songs one of them your favorite so mm. hopefully we'll be able to I'll be for you soon i love it yeah yeah it's a hit i, th- I'm telling I think you. you'll i think you'll like this version i can't wait to hear it so it'll be good and we did another brand brand new one that i'd only just heard like a day before called it's called ai it's mm-hmm. about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. <laughs> we can all use some of that but anyway so that was fun so that's what I've been doing. Oh, good. And it's hot, very hot. Mm-hmm. But that's what you get when you live in summer, opposite mm-hmm. land. Yeah. 
Well, so cool. There you go. I know. So what are we going to talk and about this week? Well, considering I just watched the Ted Bundy tapes, mm. I watched all four episodes at once. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of weird because it was a bit eerie listening to him actually talking. And I think like back in the 80s when that trial was going on and he was on death row and all that, I have vivid memories of watching it in the, on the news and seeing all that. But it seemed so far removed from me because it was in another country. And I thought, oh, I don't really need to know about that. But watching it all again, he was just awful. Just awful. Sociopath, horrible, horrible con artist, evil. Mm. So, you know, it was kind of bad that they give airtime to people like that, but I watched it and I and I was just horrified all over again. So I don't know, is that really entertainment? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it is. But I, I did watch it and it was compelling and I had to watch all four at once. So they're on some kind of formula that they know people will get hooked in. No, it is. It's it's just this it's very compelling and um in beyond uh looking at an accident kind of a com com you know, being compelled to look at something like that. Um, I've been looking at um, that again the Chris Watts uh, some of the material that's on YouTube's and just knowing how how bold faced that man was lying um, oh my god I know right and it's just like you look at that and you're like oh my god because you know you know he's lying now at this point and to just watch um, the footage of his police interactions and um, him being interviewed and just knowing the degree of how much he's lying and you think how how and same with Ted Bundy like these people have to be absolutely crazy to keep it together um, in I order know. to lie like that they, it's like they you know they believe it they have to believe it they fully have to believe the lie to be that convincing and do you know what the most disturbing thing about it is and I think this is what compels us to watch it and want to know more about it is because they seem so normal like on the surface you just think they're no one you'd even take notice oh, of. Oh yeah totally normal Bo- boring almost. Exactly and it's like you just would pass them in the street and not pay attention there's nothing there's just nothing and I think that's what makes us even more horrified because it could be anyone we pass in the street. Right, they're real people. Exactly. It's God. not just a made-up story for TV that we can all say, oh, well, that was entertaining or that was scary or whatever. This really happened. Mm. Mm, it's almost like a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, you had your own story and you told it to me. I do. Um, I do have my own story. And, you know, when I was watching the Ted Bundy documentary, the tapes, um, they were interviewing this woman who um, he had approached and in a mall, I think. And he uh, he was posing as a policeman, off-duty policeman or something. And he said there was something broken into 
your car. Um, why don't you come outside with me and have a look to make sure nothing's stolen? And then uh, he, I guess he he had her in the car for a little bit and the, with a pair of handcuffs. And but anyway, she managed to get away. And he had a gun and he had it to her head and said, you know, get in or I'll kill you. And um, and again, she managed to get away and she. Uh, uh, Anyway, it was very similar to my story, and so I thought, "Wow, that I know exactly how that feels because that happened to me." Um, not saying that I had a run up with Ted Bundy, but I mean, it could have very well le- led to something very tragic. Um, so I told you that story, and we happened to have that story on file um, in an in in an event like this one that we would be busy and we might need the story to be handy for later so now is a good time for that I guess it certainly is and it ties into what we've been talking about anyway so it's it's compelling and it's it's something that I think is a reminder to everyone to just be aware of your surroundings be vigilant all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing yep All right, so here it is. So we've been talking about other people's stories and the stories that everyone's got in them. And Mary Lou, you've got a pretty vast array of stories, but there's one particular story that you've told me and I think a lot of people would be interested in it all about this story and it involved you and a song Mm. (laughs) that you rarely can listen to (laughs) now (laughs) and a gun. Mm -hmm. So tell us about it. How the hell did that happen? How the hell? Um, I guess I was maybe 16, um, maybe 15. I don't think I had my license yet in high school, and I used to have this big boom box that I walked around with, and wherever I got to, we would have this boom box to listen to, and it was big enough so that it wouldn't sound like total shit, and um, so I, and I grew up in Salem, Mass, and there's a part of the, of Salem that we used to hang out called the Salem Willows. It was like a little arcade, and it was nice, right on the water. And I used to walk there from, it was probably about a two-mile walk, maybe three. Um, And so I used to walk from my house to the Willows to kind of hang out. And I was walking with the boombox playing, and I had been walking for about a mile, maybe two. And it was like a big... It's kind of on a on a peninsula, so there's a big long street called Fort Avenue, and there's a big power plant um, on the on the right side of the road, and there was like a little dirt path and a fence in front of the power plant. So I looked up about maybe hundred feet or so up ahead of me. I saw a car pulled over, and the car had the passenger door open and there was 
someone behind the door, and I assume they were fixing a tire because it would crouch down. So in between where the car was parked on the side of the road there, there was that fence and then a little dirt path. Um, So I thought, okay, I'm walking, and I got really up close to the car, and I thought, should I walk between the fence and the car because there was enough room on the path, or should I walk go around it and walk into the street, which was equally kind of, it was kind of dangerous to do that because the cars come flying down. Teenagers, a lot of teenagers hung out there and they drove crazy, right? So I decided to walk on the path and I looked there and a guy was fixing his tire. Um, And on the boombox, the song that was playing was I had been listening to, I think, Roxy music. Like, um, no, what was it? Uh, Nostalgia. Who would that be? Japan. Japan. Nostalgia. (laughs) And it segued into Walk on the Wild Side. I swear to God. So it segued from Nostalgia by David Sylvian, I think. Okay. It's been a long time. Um, into Walk on the Wild Side, and right as I got to this guy, the person's car, I decided to walk on the path, and when I did, a guy that was, it was a guy crouched down that I assume was the tire changer, and he bolted upright and put a gun to my forehead, and he said, get in the motherfucking car or I'll blow your brains out. And I'm holding on to the boombox, and it's playing the song, and I piss my pants right there and then, right? Um, And I just kind of went blank. I froze. um, And it just seemed to go in slow motion. It was really fast, though. And I thought in my head, um, what am I going to do? So I started walking backwards on the little path um and he was trying to get me in the car but with one arm and the other hand he had the gun to my head so we only had one arm i only had one arm because i was holding on to the boom box you you weren't gonna drop that well it was just like locked in my hand and and it and it was playing and and he's got the gun so he's trying to wrestle me into the car and I'm trying to get my left hand. I was holding the boombox with my right hand. And with my left hand, I was trying to not let him get my right hand and pull me and try to get me in the car. So what I did was I did this weird thing where instead of keep go- walking backwards, I, pu- I almost pushed myself into him, like very gently, like almost like a dance, like, I I don't know why I did this, but I think I wanted to make myself more human or something. And I would walk back a little bit and walk into him a little bit, and it was like this weird dance. And I I kept walking backwards, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back, one, like this. And I got to the rear of the car, and I thought, okay, well, he's not been able to get me in the car he hasn't killed me yet with this gun um i'm just going to keep walking and hope that he doesn't get me in the car somehow 
Um, and right there, and then this group of kids in a car. Um, I think they thought that we were having a lover's quarrel or something, and they rode by and out of the windows, and like, kick his ass, kick her ass, you know, this kind of thing. And it startled him when the kids yelled out because he, he p hid the gun when they came by in the car. And they screamed, just whatever, um, like, get a job or kick his <laughs> ass or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember. And he, it startled him. And when that happened, I just kind of ran into the middle of the street. And he he couldn't catch me then. And, oh, another car came with another group of kids. And I was in the middle of the road flagging that car down. And so he got in the car and took off. And I flagged the Jeep down and then they took me to the police station and I apologized you know I I was I was wet you know I was soaking wet I pissed my pants I'm in the in this people's car and they took me. so it was crazy and um I told the police what happened and they they took my name and stuff and I said please don't put this in the paper I don't want this guy to know my name or anything and um they said they wouldn't so I was really pretty shaken up about it um, and the next day I checked in the paper to make sure they didn't put my name in or anything about it. And they didn't put my name in, but in the next town over, uh, the same thing had happened to two other young women my age. And the car fit the description um, because it was in the paper, their um, story. So I went back to the police station and I said... I think that that might be the same person. So the three of us did a composite. Um, a sketch person came in. And about, I don't know, I didn't hear anything. And about eight months later, I got a call. I was in going to uh, college. So I must have been older. Right, I must have just been walking. So I must have been 18. Because I was at Berkeley when I got the phone call and they said, we think we have this guy and um, can you come and identify him? And I couldn't, I was too busy, but the other girls did and it was a positive identification. And He had raped someone like badly and um, I don't know all the details, but um, it was him, he was caught and it was just crazy. Um, it was having a gun pointed to your head is a really weird experience. Was and it actually touching your skin? It was on my forehead, the gun. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was on my, my forehead. And so do, if you saw that guy today, would you recognize no, him? No, no, I wouldn't. In a blur? No. And what about the car? What kind of car was it? It was like a big maroon I want to say imperial, and I don't even know what an imperial <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, It was just this big maroon car from like the 70s. Well, it's amazing how your survival instincts take over in yeah, those situations. I, I just wanted to sort of humanize myself. Oh, right. So what I did, I forgot to tell you, is I said when I came up to him, I put my hand, like my left hand, I... I had it on, like on him and he was you know trying to grab it and I 
instead of pulling it away, I put it on his body. And I said, I don't want to die. You don't want to kill me. And I'm not getting in the car. But I said it in a way, like I really looked at him. Um, and I didn't freak out, you know what I mean? I just more like, uh, not that I became like kind of flirty with him or something, but I became more like sisterly, like I made myself human. So you um, tried to reason. It, it was beyond beyond reason. It mm. was more like I wanted to give him hope, you know, like, it's okay. I, I'm I'm cool with you, you know, but not really. You know, I wanted to make myself human. Um, and whether or not it helped, I don't know. Well, a lot of people say that, that in those sorts of situations, if you can make the person see you as a person rather than some random object that they can possess, that that ruins their plan like it breaks mm. their concentration yeah I, I think that that's what i was trying to do somehow but i was also the i was still moving i was walking backwards while i was talking to him completely engaged with him reading him i i felt like oh my god i didn't want to run away because i didn't want to get shot in the back exactly because you had no chance I just felt like I didn't want to panic him. Do you know what I mean? I, I just didn't want to panic. I wanted to keep everything really calm. Yeah. Um. But there was no way I was getting in the car. No. So, and but before I got in the car, which I wasn't going to do, um, I wanted to keep everything as calm as possible and try any means possible to not get in the car. Yeah, well, you know what happens if you get in the car. Yes, Once I they do. take you for a in to a different location, just, you're in their domain. Right. So I would have. I mean, I would have done anything I could. I would have kicked and screamed and screamed and kicked <laughs> if I had been in the car. Then um, I would have started fighting. Oh but my before God. I got in the car, so it, that was that was quite an experience. And again, it wasn't. It was just in Salem, in my town, a relatively safe street. Um, it wasn't in some, like, like bad town or, you know, dangerous place. It wasn't like that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we get complacent and you think, well, you know, what's going to happen? Nothing can happen, but you just got to be aware all the time now. Yeah, anything can happen anywhere, really, and I think that that's probably with the majority of things that are crazy happen they they say that you most people get in a car accident a mile from their house not on the LA freeway going however many miles it's things that can happen um bad things often are things that are very close to you and also that thing of, you know, people are always hiding in plain sight, you know. Exactly. That guy just seemed like a random person changing a tire. You mm -hmm. wouldn't give him a second look. You no. just sort of think, oh, well, there's a car over there. You wouldn't think that it was some potential. Never. No, nope. never. And so do you reckon it taught you a life lesson? Absolutely. Um, it, it really taught me a life lesson, like be be aware Um I wasn't wearing headphones, but I was still kind of, 
I was into it, you know, like if you, I'm not saying don't listen to music when you're uh, uh, alone walking down. Oh God, I do that all the time. But you know, it's true. Like they say, take your headphones off if you're a a woman or a person walking alone. Um, Keep your wits about you. But but you want to listen. You you don't think, oh geez, I shouldn't listen to music because here I am in Salem walking. You know, that's like... A perfect time to listen. What time of the day was it? It was in the afternoon. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, God. See, that's the time when you think you're safest. When yeah. the, it's daylight. You it's know, like a Saturday plenty afternoon. Of, plenty of people four, around. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I, th- you know, in retrospect, maybe I was seriously getting into the music and not paying attention. But he was just waiting there anyway, so anyone could have come. Uh, well, I think he had probably seen me walking and knew w- in the direction and where I was going because it was a popular place. for. So he had probably driven by me mm. and then pulled up there and I didn't notice it because I was just not noticing that he had pulled over. Wow, that's a pretty amazing experience. Yeah. You, sh- you could be in an episode of I Survived. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's a, it's a not a big story, but... It was pretty intense. Oh, my God. I I think it's very intense and a very big story, and I'm glad you survived. I was very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And it did. It taught me a lesson, and and I I still can't listen to to the song. I can't. Not comfortably, anyway. Well, that's interesting because, you know, it shows also the power of music Mm, in evoking evoking memories. Mm Mm-hmm. And times of your life. Yep. And it's like, you know, that nostalgia thing. I mean, how, certain things will how bring up. How ironic is that? I know. Yeah. Crazy. Nostalgia. I know. Into, into Walk, walk on, on the, the Wild, wild Side. side. <laughs> oh. the, welcome to the soundtrack of my life. I know. Yeah. And you did Walk on the Wild Side because you chose the path between the fence. That <gasps> oh was my the wild God. side. I never thought of that. Yeah. And my nostalgia. It's yeah, it's not a very pleasant one, but it but it toughened me up a little bit at the same time. It's like, you know, like get your head out of your ass, pay attention to shit, and don't be an idiot. I mean, I wasn't being an idiot at all, but you've got to really, you got to pay attention if you're gonna. I don't know if you, if you're gonna walk on the wild side, man. You gotta have your wits about you. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that's the same token. You know, we should be able to walk on the wild side. Mm. We should be able to just walk down the street and not be threatened with a gun. Mm, That's true. I mean, and I think in the majority of cases, you are safe. But Mm -hmm. as you say, there's that one crazy person that could be Mm -hmm. out there. So you do have to keep your wits about you. Yeah. Life, life lessons from yeah. Mary Lou Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, you know, it just creates this whole thing of, you know, random people out there are waiting, but you can't let them stop you living your life. Mm-mm. No. Um, yeah, you, you just don't know. It's it's a crazy, crazy world, and you think that can't happen. People aren't like that, but they are. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you survived. So am I. <laughs> and yeah. that's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Yep. It's it's crazy. And I think like, God, did that really happen? Like, yeah, that really happened. And it, thank God, it, you know, could have been a lot worse. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks for telling us the story. Mm-hmm. That was that. Yeah. Wow, that story, I I still, even though I know how it ended, I still am surprised at the end at how you got away and all of that because I would have freaked out. I don't know. I don't <sighs> know. Obviously, you have to be in that position, in that situation to know how you would behave. You can say all these things. You can say, oh, well, I'd just do this and I'd just do that or I'd do whatever, but I bet none of that cross through your mind well um you know it's just basic in- instinct takes over um and my instinct was to somehow try to make myself as calm and as human as possible um and try to bring out um the humanity in him and to remind him for a second that um i don't know that that he was human and that um i don't i don't know i don't know it was uh it's just my own instinct really pretty good instincts well (laughs) if it had gone any further i know that i would have fought like hell all right so that wraps it up for another episode how's that we made it through another week we're Mm -hmm. a bit late but we still got there in the end we got there. It's commitment for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got coming up? Anything exciting? Uh, that I'm doing? Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'm going to be um, buying a plane ticket soon for Oklahoma. Um, what are you doing so there? <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to be following one of my bucket list uh, fantasies and going tornado chasing. Oh, my God. We need to do an episode about that. We will, definitely. Can you take Um, a recorder in the field? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we have to be monitoring all of that. Yeah. And that way, if you get taken by the eye of the storm, (laughs) we'll have your last words on tape. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing you, you'd be just in the middle and everything would be swirling around you and you'd see chairs flying in the air, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz when the house got picked up and taken away. That's what you'd be doing. You'd be standing there going, oh, look, there's a house flying by my head. (laughs) No, seriously, it's it's been a Are you really going to do that? I am, yeah. So, yeah, I'll buy the ticket probably in the next couple of days and I just got to figure out if I want to go early um early May, mid-May or late April. Oh um, my god, that's so exciting. I wish I was coming. I know. It is pretty exciting. I, I mean, know. it's not quite as exciting. I mean, to other, to some people it might be really boring, but to me it's it's going to be kind of fun. I'm fascinated. Um, by tornadoes. <laughs> do you I'm have just, to do uh, any training beforehand? Um, well, I've been reading up a little bit on radar and inflow and 
you know, uh, clouds. <laughs> oh my God. So RFDs. are you just going to fly there? Are you just going to fly there and hope for the best or are you going on an organized thing? I'm hoping to make some friends before I get there that are professional storm chasers. But um, I'm such oh, okay. a control freak that I don't want to go in the storm chase. I know. Uh, you know, I don't want anyone else driving the car. <laughs> I know. So I'll kind of tag along. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to have to, like, you're going to have to look up all the ins and outs of it, which I'm sure you have because I know that you've been obsessed with this phenomenon for the last, I don't know, however many years, a long time. Yeah. But um, you've just got to get all those apps on your phone so you can follow all the pressure patterns and <laughs> all of that. Doesn't that all come into play? The pressure patterns. Yeah. yeah of the weather yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And are you going to make a tinfoil hat to go with it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll pick up some extraterrestrial signal <laughs> while you're out there. On the prairie. Is that where Little House on the Prairie was out there? Um, yeah, probably. Oh my yeah. God. Oh so when the but but are there normal storms as well or is it just the cyclone? I mean, sorry, we say cyclone. Is it just the tornado? Wait, what? Like is it just a tornado? Is it just windy? Or is it like all sorts of storms happening at once? Yeah, there's hail. That usually um, come with a tornado. Um, it seems like the larger the the tornado, the worse the hail. Maybe um, I don't really know, but I do know that obviously the tor- tornadoes are born out of um, like supercells, um, really bad like thunderstorms, basically. Yeah. Oh my God! You really you're going to be the expert. You can write a book about it when you come back. You've got to take a you've got to take a camera, take like a GoPro or something. Oh yeah, of course. And you've got to do All a running that. commentary. You've got to do a running commentary. You know, like that really scary YouTube one that you showed me of um, that guy. And all you oh can hear is God. his voice in the storm. You know that oh, one? Oh yeah, yeah. I've watched all of them. It's crazy. Like Reed Timmer. <laughs> Every Reed Timmer oh tornado ever made I've watched. Well, there, was, there was an Australian God. guy, a musician here in Melbourne, who actually used to go every year and do that storm chasing. Oh, I can't remember his name. There's but a lot a, of Australians. He was a friend of a friend and he used to go and do it like seriously. But it's hmm. not cheap. Yeah, the Australian friend, there's, this is a big thing with Australians. And there's one storm chaser, I forget his name, but he's, uh, he's got several um, videos on YouTube. It might be the guy, it might be the same guy. Wow. Could Mm -hmm. be. Yeah. So there you go. I've never, I've never experienced that before. Only watching The Wizard of Oz. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. And that other movie, Twister. Remember that movie, Oh, Twister? that was so good. Yeah, um, it was really weird. I, I was into the tornadoes way before I saw that movie. Um, and then I saw the movie and I thought it was so good. It reminded me of it, Jaws. 
you know, yeah. um, the way that they're all going out to hunt with glee the uh, the tornado instead of the shark. Maybe that's how they came up with Sharknado. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know, <laughs> well, yeah. the thing is, it's Twister. like um, the, the weather was the was the scary beast wasn't it exactly the tornadoes right that Mm -hmm. was the bad guy the tornado was the bad guy what it was um, a really well made movie definitely yeah who was in it again was it helen hunt yeah and was it kurt russell i don't think so no it was Um, someone else i can't remember yeah yeah she was really good in it though yeah I, i i it's all coming back to me now yeah, yeah, watch it again. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my big upcoming. Um, and then, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, trolling through winter. Hopefully mm. um, it won't be too long. Yeah, you'll be coming out the other side of it and I'll be going right into the thick of it. I know. <laughs> but our winter's nothing like yours, so it doesn't really matter. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I can cope with it. Anytime mm. I say, oh, it's freezing here, you go, shut up. You don't know what <laughs> freezing is. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But that's exciting. Well, you'll have to report back. You'll have to fully report back. Oh, and do you know what I'm doing? I forgot to tell you. Not this Sunday, but the one after, I'll be seeing Phoebe Bridges play in Melbourne. Oh my God, that's so, so cool! That'll, so that'll be fun. But she's going to be playing her own her own gig, so it's none of the um, new uh-uh. stuff with Connor Oberst. Right, it'll be. What's the date on that Phoebe um, gig? It's February the seventeenth. Wow, that's coming right up. Yeah, it's only a week and a half away, so that'll wow. be cool. And hopefully, I'll be able to. Um, interviewer again (laughs) yeah well maybe go and just say you know how you told us those things well we just need a couple of follow-up answers (laughs) because we had too many baton rouge moments and we couldn't think of the things that we really wanted to ask you i know so i'll try and um wangle my way she'll remember won't she um yes (laughs) i think so um and then lastly before yeah, before we um, wrap it up here, um, to anyone that's um, listening, um, Marion and I had talked about doing a um, sort of a special podcast um, coming up in a few weeks where um, I'm going to tell the story of how I met Kurt Cobain um, and how I met Elliot and basically how all... Um, you know where where I was in the '90s, and how a lot of things happened for me and for Marianne as well. Um, and a lot of it has to do with Kurt Cobain, because a lot of people I think still aren't very clear on what my um relationship was with him. Um, so I'd like to talk about that um in in full and clearly and um just put it out there and once and for all have it not be um (laughs) mythical or something or wrong or i mean who's going to do the fact checking me right so exactly um yeah so i think um maybe as 
Kurt Cobain's birthday. I think it's February 20th, maybe. Um, so what we're going to do is it'll probably be a couple of, um, a couple of parts to this. So we'll, um, possibly begin it on around on or around um february 20th and then uh the final um podcast which will probably be four of them i'd say uh Mm. will be around april uh, april 5th so um this is the 25th anniversary of his passing and um yeah I'd, i'd just like to get the story straight and um, several people have asked me if I would do this, and and I think now is a good time to do this. Yeah, well, I think you deserve to be able to tell your side of the story instead of all these half-baked rumours and people having their own spin on your time, your relationship at that time, and who better to tell it than the person... <laughs> Who lived it, which is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's really good that you can give your side of the story because you want to, not because anyone's compelling you to do it, but just because No, I, I want to. Time. And it's pretty it's pretty interesting. I mean it's like we talked about last week or the week before, whatever. It's not like people aren't going to know who we're talking about. Um, and that whole time, um, the 90s were a fascinating time for music. Um, there was so much going on. Um, I wish that I had sort of documented it better with photographs or recordings and things like that. But at the time... Um, we didn't have these little phones that we can just carry around and talk into later, you know, mm. these uh, these little cameras, rather, in our phones. Um, it was, cameras were cumbersome, they were dorky, you lose <laughs> them, uh, you know, we weren't there to take pictures, we were there to play uh, music, so um, a lot of it wasn't documented, um, you know, the way that we wish that it is now, right? But a lot of us do have uh, the documents in our brains um, by the memories that we have. And the only way that they will be um, put out there is if somebody tells one of their memories about it because there's just not a lot of archived documents uh, video-wise or photos and things like that. Yeah, and there's certainly... There's certainly very little coming from the first person from people uh-huh. who were actually there because, yeah, you know, no one's really told a story. It's always been shrouded in mystery and secrecy and people are fearful for good reason given right. external circumstances and people. <laughs> so I yeah, won't elaborate Courtney Love, Courtney Love. anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is your time. This is your time well, and this you know, is your own forum. Mm-hmm. So why not? Perfect yeah. perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. So why not? We'll do that and then that'll be that and then we can keep going with our, with our other how the hell did that happen stories. Yeah, and we still yeah. want people to tell us their stories. So if you have a compelling story that you think 
fits into our format here, email us, send us a message, let us know, and we'll um, we'll try and tell a few stories of other people out there, <laughs> just in case they're sick of hearing us talk all the time about our <laughs> own our own stuff. But um, we're always interested. We're always interested to hear what's happening out there. But in the meantime, I'm I'm interested to hear what's ahead and you'd never have you there's never a dull moment with you Mary Lou you've always got something on the go <laughs> living on edge <laughs> well you're living on the edge of a tornado now well, that's that's your next big thing but that's well, cool i think it's pretty cool fascinated I do too. by them <laughs> send us <sighs> in your storm chasing story <laughs> we wanted it. Well, yeah. she, she needs all the help she can get with it, with the preparation. Okay, well, that wraps it up from us. Until next time, see you later. See you later.